Hello, welcome to another episode of Troll Talks podcast. My name is Jeremy Klein. I'm the Director of Alumni and Family Engagement. And today I'm really excited to talk about uh, supply chain logistics with alumnus, Mr. Allison Roberto, class of 2005. Uh, hello, Allison, how are you? I'm doing good, doing good, Jeremy. Thank you so much for this invitation. I'm super excited to share a little bit about my experience post-graduation. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, what you do, I think is, um, I don't know how many people uh, work in this line of business. It's something that definitely is not something I study every single day. So it is, uh, I'm excited to be able to learn more about the work that you do. Um, if you don't mind, uh, would you maybe just share a little bit about um, your story, maybe how you came to find out about Trinity and how you uh, ended up uh, studying at a place, a uh, small little college outside Chicago. Well, if you, if you believe in miracle, I think uh, the story I'm about to tell you is gonna, you're gonna start believing. So as you know, I'm originally from Sao Paulo, Brazil, um, doing high school, worked in a basketball camp, Athletes in Action, which is part of a campus crusade. Uh, so during that time, I really kind of we received we, we every year uh, college students from the U.S. to host our basketball camps. And towards my senior in high school, I really had the desire to come to the U.S. And I was praying for a good, like, three, four years already. I said, please, God, help me find a way. And uh, back then, Internet was so, you know, so prevalent as it is today. I had this handbook uh, with the address and phone number of all Christian schools across the United States. So I literally mailed 99 uh, basketball camps in letters to every single coach in the United States. And uh, Trinity was one of the colleges that replied. Mm -hmm. So that summer I had opportunity to come up, met Coach Fitzgerald, uh, did a little practice and long story short, here I, I came, right? So really, really excited. Like little short than a miracle uh, yeah. for me doing that opportunity. Yeah, you got a chance to, to visit the campus before um, you actually made your decision uh, for you. Was there anything specific about that campus visit that affirmed, like you said, you know, you probably visited some other schools as well and had looked into uh, maybe 90 plus uh, schools. Was there something about the Trinity experience uh, when you visited that kind of stood out to you and made you say, man, this is, I feel comfortable going this kind of a distance away for school? Yeah. Uh, the number one thing, I'm from Sao Paulo, Brazil, which is, uh, I think, second biggest city now in, in South America or Third biggest city in the world. Um, the proximity of Chicago to Sao Paulo really drew me uh, to Trinity. Um, the other schools that I was looking at, it was really far out, kind of like in the field. I'm a big city kid. Uh, Chicago, in my standards, is considered small, <laughs> uh, but I love the Chicago. Actually, Chicago, uh, Paris Pierce, they not they out. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to come to the city. Uh, the opportunity to be in downtown Chicago within 15, 20, 30 minutes max uh, really drew me and said, I want to be part of the city. I want to be in Chicago, right? So definitely the proximity to the big city made me select Trinity. And yeah. plus the, the campus, the campus was gorgeous. I remember it was uh, July when I came, like early July. Uh, it was amazing. Everybody on the campus was so nice. The campus, the experience was like a dream for me. 
Yeah, most uh, kids in Sao Paulo are not going to know where Palos Heights, uh, Illinois is. Um, but if you, you know, set a name like Chicago, a few might know uh, where that's located in the U.S. Um, so when you think about maybe then going from July, then let's fast forward to uh, when you show up on campus and, and during your four years on campus, um, when you reflect on your time as Trinity student, are there any memories that kind of rise to the top or are things that you, uh, the best best parts of your time at uh, Trinity as a student? Well, uh, it is hard to pick one good memory, right? I think that uh, Trinity taught me a lot, right? And, and I think that looking back now, uh, the, obviously Thursday night workshops were amazing. I got opportunity to work out work in the back in the sound, learn how to operate the sound system with David at the time. It was really good memories. Uh, the friendships that I made was really, really exciting. Uh, I mean, it's really hard for me to pick a favorite uh, time. I mean, overall, the fellowship, I think I look back, I, I, I miss being on the campus, I miss the opportunity to wake up next to your friends and mm -hmm. go have fun in the cafeteria, study together and, you know, share each other's experience together. So overall, it was like a dream for me all four years. Right? Yeah, living in close proximity right now during the middle of a global pandemic is not the thing most people want to do, but it is very much uh, an attribute of, of of college that most folks look forward to. And you're right, that that, that residential experience, that community experience uh, is something I hear about, I think, all the time when I'm talking uh, to alumni. If you were... Um, you know, if you were to speak to a, a prospective student, if you, if you were talking to someone who's thinking about going to Trinity or some other place, uh, maybe this an international student, maybe not. Is it, what would what would your response be to say? I think you should choose Trinity because what? Uh, because of the the small classes, right? I think that the ability the ability to you to relate to the instructors, uh, ability to really make yourself bring yourself to the next level like really the experience is what you bring to the table right um and due to the small class sizes you can gain so much for our professors we have really top-notch professors i think now looking back being out of college for ooh, almost 20 years now <laughs> since my freshman year um i i i wish i would take even more advantage that i did right like the uh, actually dr brims was the one who performed my wedding ceremony and you, you build long lasting relationships and, and I took one class with him and we used to talk about books and he used to recommend it and again it's you can you cannot go wrong with Trinity um really they set you up Trinity set you up for success it's up to you to to make that success come to you right yeah I had never heard you say Brad Breams performed your wedding ceremony Yes. I did not know that he was certified or gifted in that way. So that is, that is news to me. I got to get that out on the uh, announcements for any of those uh, you know, college students looking for uh, a minister that uh, Professor Emeritus Brad Breams is available perhaps uh, to yeah. perform a ceremony. That's a great story. And, and that's, I think, a little known fact. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if you knew that. Like Dr. Breams and I, we used to spend a lot of time together talking, right? And, uh, uh, we used to talk a lot about social construct, a lot of Bible, a lot of everything, everything. And he helped me out a lot of, during my time at Trinity. Dr. Brims, uh, Ms. Felicia Thompson, Dr. Brady, um, 
the, uh, Dr. Zwinga, the provost at the time, uh, President Timorous, I, I used to spend a lot of time with them and they really, really helped me out. And actually looking now in my professional career, uh, the way I act and the way I, my point of view things, I see a lot of uh, the traits of those conversations, those mentorships, opportunities that we had, right? It's really exciting. Yeah, and those are unstructured conversations, right? Those, those are things that just happen when you cross the sidewalk. Those are things that happen um, maybe once the bell rings, class is done, and, and lingering conversations. And yeah, it's so great to, to think of the education is so much more than just, uh, you know, 45, 50 minutes in a classroom uh, on any given day. So oh, I love love those stories. But but let's talk a little bit then about the professional side. So you, you graduated, uh, you've been um, you know, moving on to, to life after college, like you said, time flies, uh, you blink and all of a sudden it's been, um, you know, an, um, 15 years. Um, tell me a little bit more about what you've been up to and, and what you're doing currently. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm a, I've been working supply chain now for, I mean, over a little bit over 10 years. Um, so right after college, my first job was as a management analyst in a rehabilitation center with people with brain injury. Uh, at the time, I ended up working in a startup that they had, which was in transportation. I really kind of fell in love with the supply chain aspects um, of uh, that, that position, how to set up a, a supply chain company, a transportation company. Um, in, in, that's how, how I ended up diving into the logistics world. So now for the past three and a half years, I've been working Amazon, right? The supply chain company of the world, right? If you think yeah. about Amazon, everybody thinks about e-commerce. As a supply chain person, I think about Amazon as a supply chain company. Nobody does supply chain better than Amazon. So I am a, well, I'm a expansion program manager with uh, Amazon Logistics. Um, that's my latest title. I had uh, many different titles there and working very excited projects. So basically my new role, I'm responsible to set up new delivery stations across North America uh, for the Amazon network. So basically anytime that you see in Amazon driver delivery packages, they come from one of the facilities that myself and my team put together. So really the objective is for Amazon is to get closer and closer to the customers to ensure faster delivery. So that's why we are able to offer you most of the country uh, same day services in um, two hours deliveries and things like this that makes life so convenient. What is the the first thing or maybe a, a very typical question you get when, when someone finds out you work for Amazon? Do you ever get like an immediate response about uh, the work that you do or common questions that people always ask you? Well, the first question is, uh, can you give me a discount? Right? <laughs> yeah, everyone's looking for the discount. No, I, I, we do not have discounts. Actually, we have a $100 discount a year with Amazon products. Okay. So, number two is that, can you track my package, right? And also, no, I cannot. Technically, I could, but I should. I could get in trouble, right? <laughs> but uh, that's basically the, the the questions that I get the most. Uh, there's a lot of questions also. How do we do it? Uh, how long does it take uh, for a product to get to my house? How you guys are able to be so fast, so efficient, right? And uh, honestly, if you're thinking about those questions, is that we have a lot of systems in the back, but yeah, there is a lot of hard work people doing, ensuring that those activities are taking place. So. Once you place your order in your cell phone, after you click, within 45 minutes somewhere in the United States, uh, your package is going to be, your, your, your order will start the picking process and start the travel. So it's really efficient, really, really efficient. So we have a, a really good web of uh, fulfillment centers and delivery stations uh, working together to ensure 
uh, great customer experience. Yeah, it is really fascinating. What does a typical day look like for someone like you in, in your position? Are you, um, you know, processing orders? Uh, what, what, is, what does your line of work look like uh, in yeah. terms of we all know what the, the website looks like and then we see things on our, on our doorstep, but talk about some of the things behind the scenes that uh, you're involved with to help make sure this all runs smoothly. Yeah, so on my line of work right now, um, again, as, as I mentioned, I'm in, in the expansion team. So half of my job is um, strict program management role and another half is operation, quote unquote, uh, ensuring that the stations that I'm responsible are performing. So my basically my day starts always with a lot of calls, right? So we have a lot of calls to touch base with uh, uh, stations and, and, and operators that we launched before so we always check your metrics making sure night went well so we have a packages that come to these delivery stations they need to be uh, divided into routes into different cars right so i always want to know how did they did the last night ensure that the employees had a good night ensure that everybody was safe right we we focus a lot on safety quality and obviously efficiency once this is done uh unfortunately we're not traveling now i do think to travel three to three three times a week uh, I'm out of my house, no Corona word, like about three days out of the week, uh, visiting different sites, uh, ensuring that they need the, they have the support that they need, connect with different stakeholders, um, and planning for new lunches, right? So I'm always about 16 weeks out of a new building uh, coming into the pipeline. So I'm already working projects that starting now need uh, July, early July. I mean, obviously, I'm already halfway through projects in May and June. So it's always a lot of forward-looking thing. So I'm always gotta, I gotta live the present, but always I gotta make sure that my future is already in track, so I have a, a good present in the future, near future, right? Yeah. So when you would travel and go to uh, a site, uh, what are the things when you when you go there that you're looking for, or maybe that you're talking to them to help ensure that things are running smoothly? Are there certain kind of checklist items, or is it more just having conversations with? Because um, uh, yeah, I, I just always wonder too, like, well, how do you know if something's kind of out of sync, or what are how do you recognize abilities to to improve some of those systems? Yeah. So. So there, there obviously we do have checklist items, but they're also basically concepts. And if I can give an advice to students that are listening to this, please pay attention to your organization management class. Make sure you pay attention. Things will come back. I used to think that things don't come back. They do come back at your work. <laughs> yeah. uh, so basically, you, you want to leverage your interpersonal relationship with the manager that you're over, uh, ensuring that they open up to you, right? Uh, talking about conflicts that you, they may have among their peers, make sure that the site is uh, operating correctly. Uh, you gotta, you need to level set with the uh, uh, associates, uh, the laborers, and make sure that they're happy, make sure that people are excited, they have this smile on the face, because on, at the end of the day, that's the hard work, people that makes things possible, right? Uh, and also pay attention if the site is organized, make sure that all the 5S principles are in place. So we, we, we use a lot of Lean Six Sigma. So make sure that the 5S, so make sure that there is no clutter, make sure things are organized, make sure that everything's proper. So I walk to the side, do I have enough signs? The signs making place, make sure that I, I don't have any safety concerns, right? So 
and that's all items of the checklist. But uh, after a while, you kind of kind of memorize whatever you go. You that's the items that you started thinking about it, right? And uh, obviously, you always have your best friend cell phone. See things out of place, you fix. But before you fix, always take a picture to address with the team. Everything's a learning opportunity. Uh, one thing that is very important to learn soon as possible in your career as you enter your career that is people is not people tends to it's not always the problem but let's always attack the process right in front of the process once you attack the process and understand that the process is is flawed you will start to looking at the people right so that's i think one of the reasons amazon is so successful that we always questioning our process you can have the best process in the world you're always going to find somebody that will come and your process into question and, and try to make it even better so yeah well talk about that you talked about the the relational side of your job um i think for alumni of trinity uh they often reflect on relationships you shared about some of them already um people that influenced you during your time as a student now working at a, a very large company uh, it can be difficult sometimes to think oh well can you really have authentic relationships or you know how do you make it personalized or how do you make um you know other co-workers or employees feel valued or how maybe do you feel valued by uh, your company are you able to maybe share uh, some of the things uh, or two things one um how do you feel valued in a large company and, and two how do you go about making sure that those relationships happen in the work that you're doing? So like you said, you have a relationship with the, the manager on the ground when you're going to different uh, places and having conversations about the process. Yeah, no, that's a very good question. I think number one is uh, you need to find your motivation, right? Uh, for me, the way, the way how I feel value is just uh, minor recognitions uh, where actually it doesn't come. The biggest recognition for me is to watch one of the projects that I have, one of the uh people that are mentoring working together watching them be successful for me that's the uh the recognition that uh that i work for right like one of the biggest uh excitement that i have is one of my direct reports getting promoted actually i got a really good call this yesterday uh, my first uh, assistant he called me and said hey i got promoted he got bumped really fast now the past two years and he said hey i just got promoted and thank you so much, you know, like you really, really helped me on the process. And I'm thinking, well, what did I do? You know, like besides talking to that. And I go back and, and, and think about it. Like in a, such a big company, it's really hard to find people to be genuine because it's always a political game, right? Uh, but those who are very genuine, people know, and they tend to treasure that. So I, I try to be honest to people. I try to provide my point of view. And most important, be fair to everybody at all times, right? So... I'm, uh, I learned that people try tend to hide a lot between behind the technology, sending text messages, sending emails that may be read like vertically, people not understand what you mean. I tend to make a phone call and explain to the person what is happening, right? So that has been opening a lot of doors for me and people understand um, my personality above all. Obviously, as you see, my accent sometimes doesn't come across <laughs> too well uh, unfortunately it doesn't sound like antonio banderas but I, I always try to call and say hey uh we have a, a situation i need to i'm gonna escalate this by email but i wanted to tell you before so you don't feel blindsided right 
Yeah. Communication, it affects every part of life and, and communicating clearly, uh, succinctly uh, for efficiency's sake, but treating the other side of things, the other person as a person, treating them how you want to be treated. And I think that is a, a way, I, I, I think, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would you, would you affirm that that was a way that you were modeled as a student at Trinity that really has enabled you to kind of now do that with your coworkers and, and people that you're managing? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Actually, my experience at Trinity taught me so much, right? Like, and obviously you, you think at the time that, oh my gosh, I'm going through so much now I cannot handle, but it definitely shaped me for, for my work life. I mean, uh, the ability of uh, express the situation, not only that, read the situation, analyze and able to disseminate that in an action plan. Definitely, I, I definitely went through this quite a lot at Trinity, like involving in, in, in student groups or not. And I learned that making alliances is important, making, understanding people's point of view and prospects is important. So definitely, and honestly, um, I could not picture myself. I, I, I always like to say that there, it wouldn't be L today if it wasn't for Trinity, right? Uh, I think that the, the Christian education that Trinity provide me, allow me to have a more succinct and more, um, more like a, a shepherd manager, like more like, I know that I have a, a bigger power to, to answer at the end of the day, right? So I'm always like, okay, I want to make sure that at the end of the day, people think, wow, this person really is looking, is worried about my well-being, not necessary for the well-being of their own or the company, right? So I just try to infuse the Christian values in every decision that I make in my day-to-day. -day. Yeah. And do you feel as though in, in, when you're play, in your place of work that your faith um, sets you apart as a manager, that you feel like it's, it's something that people notice? Maybe they don't know... Um, maybe the reasons for why you do what you do, but do you feel like it sets you apart as a employee, a manager, a coworker in terms of how people uh, look at you and, and approach you because of the, 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 the Christian principles that you implement into the work that you do? I think it, it does, especially, uh, I actually, it's funny that I had a couple people ask me the, that, you know, say like, hey, I'm so sorry, uh, asking these, like, are you Christian? What church do you go through? What is your, um, what is your experience just because uh, they, they see normal the way, the way I treat people, but not only that, the way um, I approach situations, right? I always laugh about it and say, okay, you can't, you can't hit my left cheek, it's fine, you know, it'll be fine. Right? There is a reason I always try to tell people, say, hey, there is a, a bigger plan. If you're going through this, there is a plan, God has a plan. And they always look at me kind of funny and then later uh, come to vent, open themselves up. It's definitely has triggered really interesting conversations uh, on my experience so far. Yeah. Um, when you wake up uh, each morning and you think about going to work, what's the f your favorite thing about the work that you're currently doing? The thing that you most look forward to doing uh, on a given day or week, whether that's uh, something you got to do one time or something that you get to do maybe every single day? Yeah, I, I really like the, uh, actually one thing working at Amazon is that the thought to know that anything is possible, right? Uh, Amazon is a company that it doesn't matter who you are. If you have an idea, they will, they will invest. If the idea makes sense, they will invest. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys a funny story, right? Um, I don't know if you, how many of you have uh, Amazon Prime video, 
run where you can like pass your mouse over uh, a character and it tells you which character they are, what moves they were in the site, right? It's called the X-ray. So that functionality was created by an associate on a warehouse. So once they, so we have opportunity to trial and uh, new technologies and a gentleman in the warehouse has sent an email saying, hey, I have an idea. If you pass your mouse, it connects to a, a internet move database and boom, bada bing, bada boom, now is a function of uh, of uh, a private video. Millions and millions of people have access. Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime started with a single page, one pager. And today, more people have Amazon Prime in the United States than lane lines, right? The yeah. gentleman who works here is very interesting. Wow. Yeah, it's such great advice, I think, too, for someone who maybe is a a business owner, but whether it's a small business, uh, midsize or big, just to have that mindset of saying, we want to encourage all of our employees to think big and to feel like they have a part and investment in the work that we do, to not be afraid or hesitant to come to us with an idea and then to have the humility as a company to accept those ideas and maybe try them um, because you don't know what you're missing out without uh, utilizing the talent that you have uh, in your company. So I, I love that story as well, just uh, something that we can really, anyone can take away and, and apply to what they do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I mean, the lessons for, uh, I know in the Trinity community, we have a lot of entrepreneurs is that let's learn how to work backwards, right? So it's not what you want, it's what the customer wants. And sometimes the customer doesn't know what he wants. So you create a product for them. Very cool. So you have not been at Amazon your entire life. You mentioned that, I think it's like three and a half years. You said you've been there. Uh, you had a couple jobs uh, prior to that. I think, um, I wonder if you might talk a little bit about um, your decision to maybe uh, make a career change or a job change, um, whatever that might be. A lot of Trinity alums go through that. You know, the, our career center talks about the average uh, student or alum is gonna have um, 18 to 20 different jobs before they retire. Um, it can be intimidating to think about leaving a job and pursuing a next one, or there are different reasons for people to leave a job and move on to another one. But maybe just share your experience about a couple of the other positions you've held and, and what were some of the reasons um, that you decided to maybe leave those jobs and enter into a, another opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. So after college, as I mentioned, I was in a rehab center with people with brain injury. So worked there for about four years. I really had a conversation with uh, my, the HR director, actually happened to be my boss. And uh, it's just like, you really need to leverage your background, right? Like you need to leverage your, uh, your language, language skills and you, you're gonna flourish somewhere else, right? Like try to, try to look at this position, you're not getting fired, leverage yourself, right? Like know that you have a place to come back. So it's, it's more than a legal, legal trigger. So I ended up getting a job in oil and gas in Houston. That's when I moved from Michigan to Houston, um, working as a buyer. Uh, then from there, I went to work in, into an uh, a, a oil and gas contractor. Really, really neat program. I was in a management tra uh, development program. So every six months, I had a new role. Got to travel the entire world. Got to live in Korea for about a year. I got to see our buddy Jong, which <laughs> uh, was my roommate for most of my college experience. Uh, really, really excited. Then from there, I lived in the Middle East uh, in Bahrain, um, working again in big projects uh, in Korea. I was working in the shipyard. Uh, I was the supply chain person for the country in Bahrain, the same thing. 
um, really exciting. They end up going back to Brazil to be the head of supply chain for actually supply chain, logistics side and supply chain for uh, this oil company. Uh, really excited to stay in Brazil two and a half years. And then coming back to US because my wife was pregnant at the time, uh, after six months, I had a, a, a conversation with one of the VPs and he pulled me to the room and said, look at the market, very interesting. We're gonna go to a crisis, right? You are 30, I was 35 at the time. And he said, L, you need, if I can tell you an advice, I went through the same situation as you, you're going to, volunteer yourself, take a package and uh, go work in tech. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just had a baby, right? Two months old. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person of extremely faith. I think that people don't realize that. I pray more than, I think I pray a lot. Like, say, wow, this is a sign, right? And uh, didn't say anything to my wife, start praying. And I saw a position Amazon. I applied. So like, well, if it's God's willing, I'm going to get called for this work. And a, a volunteer for the uh, package, took the package, right? My wife almost had a heart attack with a little child. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, well, God told me to do this. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing. Uh, within two weeks, I got a call for Amazon. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it really was one of the best choices I've made. Because looking back now, my friends that stayed back, you know, in gas, they asked me, hey, please, can you help me get a job? So at the end of the day, uh, the decisions that you make, you, you got to make sure that, number one, you got to leverage your the skills that you have. Make sure that your partner, your wife, is aligned with the decision that you make. And number two, most important of all, trust the Lord, right? Uh, that's the, that's the, the main thing. Like God has a plan for all of us. And sometimes things doesn't happen in the time that you want. But at the end of the day, he has a plan. Uh, yeah. And it, things will work out. Yeah, to have a listening heart, uh, to be just aware of, of maybe how God is, is calling and, 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 and moving uh, inside you uniquely. Um, and, but it's not without risk. Like you said, you had to take a step um, without knowing for sure if, if you were going to get, uh, you know, another job uh, or specifically at Amazon. And so there's, there was risk involved. Um, and then a lot of times I think that I love that story because so many uh, ways that God moves but he needs us to take the first step like he, he he's ready to you know respond but we've got to take that step in order uh for him to be able to kind of uh lead us to the step that follows and sometimes we can be fearful to take that first step because we want to know steps two three and four he doesn't say that right he says just yeah. take step one absolutely yeah, yeah. and absolutely and, and, and i always like don't be um irresponsible in the process right it's most important is that uh there was uh I had a, I had a, I had a options in place, and all three options was working Thursday. So it was really neat how things came out. I mean, it was really like again another miracle that happened. That it's like wow, uh, I, I, I love you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so it's funny. Were there any things you learned? You talked about working overseas in Korea, working in uh, the Middle East. Were there things that you learned just from maybe living in those areas, living in those countries that you were able to kind of um, apply to uh, some of the way that you do your work now, or maybe even in your personal life, just things that you were able to, to learn and to be taught uh, just by, able, by being able to, to, to be there? Yeah. I think that the most one thing that I learned of working abroad for quite a long time, and uh, obviously, um, is that at the end of the day, everybody 
it doesn't matter what country we are, uh, people are the same, right? Everybody has the same kind of dreams and aspirations for the family. Everybody wants to see their kid doing well. Everybody wants to uh, have a live and make a live for the kids, for the family, right? So it's very neat how people are intrigued about different cultures when you're working in different locations. And, and it's very interesting how at the end of the day, we're just a really small community that tends to live apart from each other. I think we have more things that bring us together than actually set us apart. It's just a matter of uh, remove this preconceived clause that we have in front of us. Uh, we'll be able to be more together than actually polarize, polarize the way we are nowadays, right? Yeah, it's really humanizing uh, other cultures when you get a chance to spend time there and realize, oh, that's not as different as I thought it was going to be. They're, they're, the, everyone is, uh, people too. <laughs> we yeah. sometimes, like you said, uh, instead of being polarizing. Um, let me talk a little bit more about your, um, you actually decided um, to go back at one point to seek an advanced degree and recently uh, just graduated with your MBA. So congratulations, first off. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> but second off, I wonder if you might be willing to share what was that decision like for you? Was that an easy decision to make to go back for an advanced degree? And what was kind of the process about uh, to, to, to figuring out what to do and, and where to go? Yeah, so I, it was my desire to complete my master's for the past, like, like I think ever since uh, three years after I graduated from Trinity, and uh, there was a lot of things that I had to work out. Number one was my insecurity of like, oh my gosh, do I really want to go back to school? I just got out four years. Do I want to go back to another years? Um, and uh, and I could not understand the value added. I think once I towards my last years of uh, in oil and gas and my first year in Amazon, I started notice that advanced degree does make a difference in terms of uh, job placement and also ability for you to kind of fine tune your experience in how to apply. So uh, the process that I, I wanted, the process that I personally took is I wanted, I wanted to go to a, a, a well-ranked school, a well-known school like regionally. And I was trying to stay kind of like the Christian tradition still, just because that was the objective, that my personal objective when I came to US to say, I want to complete my, uh, I want to have a Christian education across, across, right? Beginning to end. So, I had opportunity actually to go to UT, University of Rice here in Texas, but uh, I really uh, set, set me in going to Baylor, right? Baylor mm -hmm. University. So Baylor University is uh, a bigger version of Trinity, right? But even though it's super big, but at the end it was a super small school. It reminded me a lot of my undergrad experience. It was, it was almost like love at first sight. I think I went to one class visit and I submitted all my paperwork right there. Um, really small community, a lot of the Christian, uh, point of views on the class, right? Like doing business as a Christian, uh, as a Christian businessman, uh, Christian business person. So really, really helped me. It was exciting. 21 months of uh, education, really hard, right? Uh, as you know, a lot of reading, uh, a higher degree is not easy, um, but I'm done. So excited about it. You know? Like he said that I'm a troll slash bear. <laughs> a troll bear. All right. Sounds like a new, uh, new uh, breed that we can uh, come up with here on this podcast. That's great. Something, something really good came out of that. We came up with a new breed of animal, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, I highly recommend everybody, uh, especially the um, business students, is, uh, 
go to your, if you're planning to go to get a, a master's, right, MBA or uh, MIS, go to a graduate program with a plan, right? If you only go to go, the education is not going to add too much value, right? But if you go with a plan, you're going to gain so much because throughout the learning experience, you are already going to start thinking about your next steps, right? So what are you going to do with the education that you're getting? And uh, it is it's impressive. It is very, very impressive how your point of view changes, impressive how, how much you were able to absorb after a few years in school, you know? I mean, your life changed dramatically, actually. Yeah. Yeah, those are great words. Sometimes it's not the, the best fit to go into grad school right out of your undergrad um, because you, things change. You, you think you maybe have a path uh, out there and, and, and life takes you down a different path. And, and then, yeah, like you said, have a purpose and reason for uh, seeking that gave you a much clearer um, uh, objective. And I'm sure the drive you needed uh, all the more so just to, to get through it because there's going to be high points, but there's going to be low points where you, you've got a spouse, you've got uh, a kid and, and you, you're not always motivated to do homework or to go to class. So that, that helps kind of push you through and at the time when you need it. Absolutely. Cool. Well, Al, I can't thank you enough for spending some time uh, in conversation today. Uh, really appreciate kind of sharing uh, about the way that you're making a difference in, in the work that you do about how uh, you know, Amazon makes a difference to so many people right now, just making things available. I, I love doing that. I want to do, if you don't mind, uh, a couple couple quick questions, just uh, maybe a little bit off the the, the, the beat. But uh, I am curious. Um, yeah, are there, you said you get the quick little benefit of maybe $100 you could spend every year. Any other fun little perk about getting to work at Amazon that you could maybe uh, share with folks who are listening? Oh, there is a lot of secret toys that we get to test that I'm not allowed to disclose. Ah, <laughs> A lot of, uh, I think the most, co the coolest thing of work in Amazon is the ability to see what the customer is thinking, right? So when you're in the delivery station or a fulfillment center, you can see the patterns of orders, right? I can tell you to you how many things I have bought just based on, oh, this is on sale. So I bought a smoker and bought uh, so many toys that it's like, wow, is this, this is a cool item, right? So you get to see things without going to the store, just passing in front of you. So that's uh, the exciting thing. And number one is the, uh, the feeling, and I go back, the feeling to know that you, you're able to do anything, right? Like you feel empowered just with your peers. You're working with so many intelligent people that like, wow, I'm a part of the group too. I'm, I guess I'm half intelligent as they are, right? And you can you feel that you can really change the world. We have a saying that have fun and make history, right? So, so this is my motto. Every day that I wake up, I have actually on my, uh, in my desk, say, have fun, make history. There you go, have fun, make history. I gotta add that on a sticky note in my desk too. All right, and then one more question. Uh, you are, like you said, a native of Sao Paulo, uh, Brazil. Uh, what's the thing maybe you, you sometimes find yourself missing the most about uh, Sao Paulo or if someone's gonna maybe, if, if someone's gonna travel there someday, you say, I mean, if you go to Sao Paulo, make sure you do this. You just can't, can't do that in America the same way or you can't enjoy this like you can in Sao Paulo. Oh, so Paul, one thing that I miss the most as a good fat kid that I am, uh, I miss food, right? So I was actually just thinking this right now. I miss something they call tutu mineiro, which is basically beans with cassava flour mixed together with uh, kind of like chicharrones, which is fried bacon, mix everything together. Like uh, That's the food that I miss the most. Uh, I don't think I can pronounce that. To say that one more time, what's it called? Tutu, tutu, tutu mineiro. 
Okay. All right. All I heard was bacon. I just, I totally lost everything else. But it's got bacon in it. I'll try it. Yeah, it is delicious. I'll send something to you when I go to Chicago or you come visit me here in Austin. I'll make sure to try to cook it for you. All right. Sounds like a plan. Well, again, thanks so much, Al. Appreciate the time. Uh, as they say in Austin, keep Austin weird. And I will look forward to talking to you sometime soon. Likewise. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And uh, I'm excited. I'm really proud to be part of the Trinity Network. So if you, anybody uh, wants to reach out, please look me up on LinkedIn. Um, if you find a role on Amazon that you want to refer, please do so. I'd be more than happy to help you navigate it through the process. Love it. We'll, we'll encourage folks to look for you on LinkedIn and then connect and, and hopefully uh, make some connection with some other Trinity alums as well. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Troll Talks, a part of the Troll Nation Network. If you or someone you know wants to make a difference in the lives of current, former, or prospective students at Trinity Christian College, be sure to visit our website at trnty.edu tnn. That's trnty.edu tnn. Have an idea for a future Troll Talks episode that would benefit the Trinity community? Send us an email at alumni at trnty.edu. That's alumni at trnty.edu.